Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we're talking about what we are getting for Black Friday, as well as some deals you should be looking out for um, and maybe what you should consider picking up. Yeah, we also got some quick news as well. You know, Tesla, some new products released. I, you know, we're, we're through Techtober and we're, but there's still stuff coming out. It's true. It, it never stops. It's, it's almost it's an like, onslaught. it's almost like they can release it whenever. Right. And, and now that we're approaching Black Friday, Black Friday is when companies basically start to become profitable. Uh, their stock goes black and they can make all the money and revenue for their year right in this. Well, not all the revenue, not all, but, not all but it's mostly it's mostly profit. Like they turn profitable yeah. and the sales they have now are really important for them. Um, so there's a lot of great deals for consumers. That's how they're, they're able to do it. So, yeah, but that's that's coming up later. All of the Black Friday stuff. Uh, and before that, though, I think it's probably time to dive into to quick, quick news. Quick news. Quick news. Quick news. All right. First stuff. Uh, yeah, the Tesla pickup truck, the Cyber Truck, the Cyber Truck, as they're calling it. Did you Did you watch this event? I watched this live, and I would say my reaction and my takeaway as watching it was kind of like, oh, oh, oh wow, oh my gosh, this is looking. Good. Oh wait, what? Uh, are they pranking us? Um, hold on. Uh, Oh, that was not good. Okay. Oh boy, that is a gonna be definitely be a meme and gift. Okay. Well. Oh, and one more thing. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was that was pretty much my. That's a very interesting reaction was, yeah. game. Can, can you like walk us through like what did okay. we see yeah. on the stage? Because that probably wasn't very helpful. Just listening. To that. Just listening to you. It's so, like the audience is got mixed opinions right now. It's intriguing, and I think that's what this truck is. It is intriguing. What happened at the event? Okay. So first off. It was very impressive immediately. Uh, you know, the last release they had was of the Model Y, and I was pretty underwhelmed by that, both because the vehicle had kind of been leaked extensively, and it wasn't, you know, it was basically just a uh, Model 3 with kind of like a, sl- a couple changes here and there, and also the fact that the event was basically looked like Elon just invited you to his back porch and just said, hey, show up with some cameras and, oh, here's the car. You know, it wasn't very exciting in that sense. It wasn't well produced. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't uh, a show. It was yeah, just exactly. a it's press not release. like an Apple event. It was just basically him talking to some to some reporters. But but the cyber truck event was different, right? It was put on differently, had a different feel, a different yeah. atmosphere. From the get go, this thing was, you know, they had lights, those laser lights shooting around. They had some really dramatic music. If you've ever gone to like uh, Universal Studios for like the Transformers ride or one of those like you know Disney World at like maybe uh, what's that Starship Earth or I don't know so it felt like you were ready to get on a ride or some big event like a concert uh, and then boom right off the bat first thing they hit you with like the holographic like animated girl on screen which is taken from uh, Blade Runner which is like the hello welcome to the future this is November uh, 2019 the place is right uh, which is just it was just kind of cool little little weird because it's like the world is in desperate need for some help And now my creator and Elon Musk walks on stage So it was cool a little creepy, but also just like that's hey at least they're doing something cool and Then very quickly they brought the truck out and it was like wait hold on what yeah So for those of you who have not seen the truck and I don't know how this truck is basically plastered all over the internet it's got a very polarizing design. I would describe it well, as... Hold on. If you need to... No, don't, you don't even need to describe it. If you have a kid near you, ask them to draw a truck. 
and that, there you go. That's, that's it. most likely they drew something that looks exactly like the Cybertruck. It's it looks like a low poly render of an actual pickup truck. Yeah, basically a triangle with wheels. Yeah, that's a great description. It's a triangle with wheels. Um, and it's it's got some pretty impressive specs and performance though. So on Tesla's website, we have three models, single motor, real wheel drive, a dual motor, all wheel drive, and a tri-motor all-wheel drive setup. Uh, base is going for uh, 0 to 60 in 6.5 seconds with 250 plus miles of range and of course a bunch of other truck specs. And if we max this thing out, it's doing 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds with over 500 miles of range. So for an electric vehicle by itself, this is pretty impressive. And I think they said it was starting at 39,000. Is that correct? Yeah, 39,990. Top of the line edition going for 69,000. Probably can go for more if you add all the like this and that um, to it. But the thing about the design is it's been very polarizing, which actually is probably a good thing. I think it's getting a lot of media attention. It's getting a lot of people talking about this truck. And Tesla has an advertising budget of $0. So honestly, all the free press this company can get is beneficial. And they're getting a lot of free press, especially uh, with what happened at the event and their uh, glass demonstration. So Tesla introduced a new, it's they're calling it Tesla Armor Glass. And Gabe, what, what did we see at the event? You were watching this live. What was your take when this Ooh, demonstration yeah. went was, down? It was not good. I, you know, first they had, uh, we're showing off the armor of the actual truck. You know, the the what I guess the I think it's a cold, stainless steel, cold yeah. rolled stainless steel alloy that uh, SpaceX is actually going to be using on their Mars rocket. This is a very tough material, and what Tesla is doing is by using such a strong, rigid material. They're able to essentially build the truck uh, with an exoskeleton. So instead of needing internal supports, they're moving the support and structure of the truck to the outside, which is giving them more room and flexibility for the interior. Um, but they did a demo of that, right? Yeah, they they brought out uh, Franz, who is, I guess, their lead designer or something. I think he's the lead designer. Also, you know, looks badass. So he was good to go with this role of like the demo dude who, you know, brought out a sledgehammer and they got a regular pickup truck door and he took a couple whacks at it and it, you know, didn't like destroy it, but it put some big dents in it. Noticeable dent. Yeah. And then they went over to the cyber truck, you know, not even just the door right to the actual truck. And he was like, are you sure you want me to hit this? And, he, and Elon's like, yeah, go ahead. Takes some hard swings at it and no dents whatsoever. Like, I think he maybe might've been a little scuffed, but he polished it off. You know, it, it, obviously way harder material, you know, much more rigid, much more scratch proof. The fact that they're, uh, you know, putting all that uh, extra work into designing this exterior so it supports the weight of the truck instead of a chassis means that they can, you know, cut some weight from the chassis and make this part the hardest part of the truck as well as being the armor, it's also the support. It makes sense. Uh, it also makes a weird looking truck. It is is very peculiar. Then they went to the glass. So it went from a good, all right, oh wow, sledgehammer to glass. Great, it was a great sledgehammer, great demo. Yeah. Glass demo. Glass demo, all right. They started out with showing just with a sheet of regular, you know, pickup glass from a truck, dropped a metal ball on it, okay, cool. Then they went to a regular sheet of the armor glass from the Tesla. 
dropped a ball, a metal ball from high, got higher up, even higher, like, you know, 20 feet maybe or so, dropped it, no issues. All right, now they walk over with the ball. Franz walks over to the truck and says, should we throw it out the window to Elon? And they go, he goes, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And shatter. Oh, it was so cringeworthy. Didn't, technically didn't go through the window. It stopped the, you know, the window stopped the ball and the ball bounced back. But it definitely left a, uh, you know, a spider web. The window was broken. Yeah, it was, it was, it was shattered. And, and, and then to add insult to injury, they were like, should we try the other window, the rear window? And Elon's like, yeah, go for it. And boom, also shattered. That so, was tough. And, you know, while the event, the live demo didn't go well, Elon actually tweeted sort of a behind the scenes before the event uh, video that he had. And in the video, Franz was actually doing the same demo, taking a metal ball bearing, throwing it at the Tesla armor glass window, and it did just bounce right off. So they had done this before. They were expecting it to go similarly for the live event. Unfortunately, um, as Elon tweeted, it, it needs some improvement. This was a beta prototype of the truck. I would say the design is basically finalized, the exterior design. Uh, but they definitely... I'm not sure about that either, though. You think it could change? They haven't... Yeah, they haven't really said how finalized the whole thing is. And I was reading some article online by a car designer who's worked for many different auto companies. And he was saying that just to comply with the... Uh, what is it? The trans What's the Department of Transportation? I don't know. Whatever the transportation department is. There are rules about how car, you know cars have to have rear view mu- mirrors, for example. This car had no mirrors on the outside. It's true. It's true. The light bar that everyone really likes supposedly isn't going to comply with, you know, the standards for what cars have to have for lighting. And so they might have to redesign that and modify that in ways so it has traditional headlights of some sort. So, yeah, I think it looks really awesome. Well, does it? Well, Well, it looks awesome, but it also it's also really weird. I think what is very exciting about this, either way, no matter what you think about it, is the fact that this car is actually coming out. You know, we always, the thing that annoys me so much is you go to these auto shows or you see, you know, pictures from auto shows and it's like Ford, BMW, GM, they're releasing these or they're not releasing. They're showing off these incredible prototypes, you know, that have like revolving seats. So they all face the center and like incredible lighting and like incredible lines. And then it's like, where is this car five years later? Never, it never sees the light of day. It's just prototypes, yeah. just like theoretical designs that the automakers never actually release. They never make commercially available. But yeah, Tesla, the Cybertruck is coming out, I think around 2022 is the time frame. Which is pretty crazy. I don't know. Is this, compared to their other cars, is this one of the longer waits? It, it may be. Honestly, I feel like with everything Elon and everything Tesla, it is a little bit of a longer wait uh, than they advertise. I do appreciate them pushing the industry, coming out with a design that is unique and different. And um, it is, I think it looks really cool. I think the design is growing on me, uh, but it, it has been polarizing. What do you think personally of the design? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I go back and forth. You know, originally when I first saw it, when they drove it on stage, like I said, I thought it was a prank. I thought they were going to, you know, drive it on stage and, and then be like, and pull a cord and like, you know, the paneling was going to fall away. And then there was the truck. So I was like, okay, what? And then by the end of the event, I was like, oh, this is really... Oh, wait, hold on. The end of the event, there was the one more thing. Oh, whoa. So they, he said he pulled a nice one more thing and and said, uh, was about like, and that that's it. Thank you guys. We'll be taking pictures. And he's like, oh, I just forgot one more thing. And, and he's like, we also decided to make uh, ATV. And dro- they drove it out on stage. It's an electric 
ATV they're calling the Cyber Quad. And they also got to show off with that the fact that when you pull down the tailgate of the car, you can actually extend a ramp out, drive the quad right into the back of the car, plug it in and charge it. And like I was, what I was going to say, though, is that it looks way better with that quad in the back of the car. It kind of adds almost a rear tailgate, like a rear or spoiler to the car um, and kind of adds a couple more lines that make, you know, otherwise, it like you said, it looks like a super low res render, low, low poly render. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this with the ATV in the back, it just adds a little more interest, you know, some downward lines that aren't there and breaks it up. I also want to give Tesla credit. I think this was the one product of 2019 that did not leak uh, before it was actually unveiled. And that was cool. Like this was a genuine surprise for everyone. And and that I give Tesla a lot of respect. For I would that. say, though, the reason that they're able to do that is because unlike the other products that have been released this year, this one's not coming out for two years years. right so when apple's releasing the airpod pros for example they have to have hundreds of thousands of those already manufactured and ready to go which is a lot harder to prevent leaking than two you know cars it's true literally only two of them in the world so but i think yeah that was the tesla event in a nutshell or or a longer nutshell Uh, i think we should move on to some of the other quick news topics yep so next in quick news quick news Spotify. This is actually pretty exciting. You'd be driving your truck, listening to Spotify. Spotify is now helping people discover podcasts. They're they're kind of moving into that podcast realm. I think we we went through our analytics recently. Oh our- yeah. Well, and we always talk about uh, you know podcast discovery is just something that needs a lot of work. You know, it's not really platforms. There's not one platform right that you upload to, so it's kind of hard for them to really you know, show, oh, this is the platform to go to for podcasts because they're kind of everywhere. It's it's really what's... Yeah, it's not a very good system right now. But Spotify is really... They were, uh, they were number two for us. Yeah, it's number two. And they've shown a lot of interest in podcasts. I know they even have some exclusive podcasts like Amy Schumer. They paid her a bunch of money to just have a podcast on Spotify. It's nowhere else, which honestly... I didn't used to listen to podcasts on Spotify. I now listen to podcasts both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts because there are some that I can only get on Spotify. And it looks like it's paying off that as well as the fact that they're now, I, I've noticed it personally, but they have this little thing popping up if you use Spotify on your home page or like home screen, I guess, which says like recommended podcasts or what do they call it exactly? So it's called Your Daily Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and it's it a new playlist that Spotify is curating. Uh, they have a new algorithm that is suggesting episodes from shows based on what users are listening to and new ones they may enjoy. So I think this is Spotify expanding out into the podcast area, helping new podcasts get discovered by listeners. And they're noticing actually a pretty strong conversion rate of podcast listeners to paying Spotify subscribers. I think people want to reduce the amount of ads they're listening to while they're listening to podcasts, let's say in a longer car trip where you can't necessarily skip through an ad or uh, change the station so easily. Um, well, and podcasts already have they ads. They already have ads. Them. So then having a Spotify ad, it's like... Ads yeah. on top of ads. That's cool to see. And again, I'm keeping my eyes out on how the podcast landscape is changing. What do you use to listen to podcasts? I, I've been switching back and forth. So I used to use Overcast. Okay. This is an app dedicated for podcasts. I ran into some problems recently on a trip where the podcast I wanted to listen to wasn't downloaded and the app would just switch to playing a podcast I already listened to. Hmm. That got really annoying. So I actually, I just switched 
to Spotify because I could create my own playlists and it would uh, play through like it would with normal music and that worked a lot better for me. Yeah, and I do like now they finally added the ability um, that when you go to your library, you have a dedicated music section and then a dedicated podcast like tabs. I think before it used to all be like under one thing and you'd scroll down to the bottom and there was podcasts. Now it shows they're definitely putting a focus on podcasts. They're putting an emphasis. I think this is great. Would you want a dedicated uh, podcast app for Spotify or do you like having it all in one app? I actually, I think I would like a dedicated app, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I kind of, kind of initially would think that I would, but it is kind of nice having it all in one, especially since, you know, to download your pod, your stuff offline, you need to be in the app, you know? So if it was a separate app for podcasts, if you didn't open that up, for example, before going on a trip where you didn't have Wi-Fi or internet connectivity, and then all of a sudden you're like, you opened it up. Oh, and it hadn't downloaded for the past week because you hadn't listened to podcasts or something like that. Or you hadn't opened the app recently. Yeah. Whereas so, music, you're almost always in, I feel like. On the flip side of that, would you like to see Apple podcasts merge with Apple music? No, definitely not. I wouldn't like that because I honestly think the Apple podcast app is better than the Apple music app. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I actually struggle to use that. I, I like Spotify. Um, I think we should move on. Yeah, moving on, we got some new products. Uh, so the first one, very exciting. You know, Stetson, why don't you just disconnect your microphone, chuck it out the window right now. Uh, go grab your studio shotgun mic and your lab mic, chuck them all out, because we got a new microphone that can do it all. This is the MacBook Pro? This is something else? No, not that. Not that. We'll get to that later. Uh, this is the Rode VideoMic NTG. Wow. So, so yeah, what? they basically combined. As you can tell, they also combined, because they do have a video mic. They have an NTG. Now this is the video mic NTG. So they took a bunch of their names, smashed them together. This uh, is something that it's a USB mic. So you can charge it up via USB, plug it into your computer and record directly to your computer. Or you can also put it on top of your camera and use it as a shotgun mic on your camera. So it'll connect both via USB and directly to a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack exactly, on the camera. Yeah. And it has a 30 hour uh, battery life, which is pretty incredible. Um, and it only is going to go for 249 So that's, um, looking at Rhodes products, that's decently affordable. You know, they definitely, they have some cheaper mics out there, but considering what this does, uh, this is only like slightly more expensive, or actually I think it's about the same price as the NT1s that we're recording on right now. Uh, and it's a little more expensive than their dedicated on-camera microphones, which are not as good quality. And so, yeah, I think this is, will be really interesting to see how good of quality it actually is. Uh, and also no idea on release date. So we'll yeah, unfortunately, we don't know when it's coming out. It it seems to be promising a lot, though. And to your point, for creators just getting into this space, one microphone to do it all not only can make your workflow easier, it can be more affordable. Yeah, that's, not getting... that's what they were talking about in Lord of the Rings, the one microphone to roll them all, right? Right. Yeah. That's that's I, this is going to be a compelling product. Keep your eyes out it if you're a creator looking to upgrade your audio setup or find something to make your workflow easier. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got the Rico Theta SC2. What, Gabe, what yeah, did you just you, say? Yeah. What were those words? Oh, yeah. This was this came out of nowhere, kind of. I honestly keep a pretty close eye on cameras. I didn't see this coming. Uh, it's exciting, though, because it's our... I think this is only really our second or third uh, 360 camera of the year. This is a 360 degree camera two lenses on there the other one we just saw previously was the gopro 360 max which is really an awesome 360 camera but at 500 bucks 
It's a little expensive. It's also more for action-y stuff like that. This one is aimed at your kind of everyday person wanting to take some 360 degree uh, video or photos and stuff like that. And it's only $299, has 4K 360 video, ships December 2nd. Yeah, it looks really good. It's uh, Ricoh is actually a very good prod, uh, company to go to for 360 cameras. That's that's interesting to me. I've yeah. actually never heard of them. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's a little embarrassing because they're actually our sponsor for this. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, they have the Ricoh Theta V, which was their previous kind of flagship uh, camera for 360 cameras. Then they released the Ricoh Theta SC, and that was kind of their lower one. Now this SC2 is more actually on par with the V, which is interesting. It's kind of replacing that, but it's their consumer level one. So we'll have. To, I'm assuming we're, we're going to get a V2 eventually, but until then, yeah, this is for 299 is very affordable for an action or uh, for kind of an actiony based, um, you know, 360 camera. The what is it? The Insta One X uh, 360 camera is 400. So that's you know 100 dollars more. And I think there's another one out by them as well that's like a 360 as well as a 180-degree camera that's also 400. So I don't know. If you're into 360 cameras, this is potentially one to check out because it's new and it's it, it looks cool. The colors are nice. It, yeah, it's got some fun colors. It's for size. It looks really small in the product images, but there's a photo on their website. It looks about the same size as an iPhone 10 or 10S. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty sizable camera. And you would, of course, use the app to go with it to, yeah, Bluetooth, to record it. Wi-Fi and connectivity. you were saying this camera actually records everything horizontally, right? Is that correct? Was I saying this? Or is that a different... Is that, that the was, phone? That was, that was the phone, a different phone. Okay. What this one does, though, is it does have stabilization. You know, the previous generation of 360 cameras, you would record. And if you tilted them all, you could be watching it, you know, later. And the whole... You'd be tilting your head trying to be like, what is going on? This now, uh, you know, if you can tilt it sideways, whatever which way, it'll always keep the horizon level. That's um, that's cool. a really cool yeah. feature, and I, I wouldn't necessarily have thought of that either. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on, though, because we do have some other stuff. In, we have in some phones. Quick news, quick news, quick news. Quick news, quick news. Yeah. Uh, a phone, the Razer phone, making a comeback. Wait, uh, this is 2019, right? It is 2019. Yeah, but so why are we talking about a Razer phone? Razer is adopting their flip phone design, okay. combining it with the new bleeding edge foldable smartphone design uh, that we basically saw from Samsung with the Galaxy yeah. Fold. And well, that was definitely bleeding edge because it, was, <laughs> it, it had was, some problems. It was an injury. And um, they're basically making that classic Motorola Razer design. And instead of having the T9 dial pad and a tiny little screen up top this is now basically a flip phone that unfolds into a full vertical smartphone yeah it's about once it unfolds it's about the size of it's, a regular smartphone it's a 6.2 inch oled display yeah so i think it's a little thinner than a traditional smartphone i i think so at least the top like aspect part. ratio yeah um and then the bottom is a little bit thicker it looks like it has a fingerprint reader built in no sorry i was talking about aspect ratio as far oh. as like you know, yeah, the, the height is a little bit... It is a little bit taller, I yeah. think. So, uh, um, and But it does have two screens, right? Yep, that's correct. One, when it is folded, so you can check the time, notifications, and cell signal status, stuff like that. Then you just unfold it, and you've got your full display. Well, and also, what is that front screen used for as well? 
uh, for taking pictures. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Because it only has one camera. That was the really interesting thing I found with this uh, s- smartphone. You know, we get to, cam- like, there's a certain point where you're like, okay, I think I've seen every way that they can put cameras on this phone and, you know, figure out how cameras are going to work with this phone. You know, I think the Samsung Galaxy Fold, doesn't that have like six cameras on it? It does have six cameras for all the different folds and orientations yeah. you can have the phone in. This is like the opposite. They're like, let's just go with one camera because when you fold it up, that's your selfie camera on the on this little outside screen. And then when you open it up, that's your, um, you know, back camera. It's true. And I think it, does it have one front facing for like video calling or is it? I'm not sure. I don't think it does. I, don't I know. would. I would certainly hope so, but the truth is, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, How yeah. much is this? Do we know? This is selling for fifteen hundred dollars. Ooh, you're paying a lot for that memeability and retroness. It's it's true. Um, it, that's basically more than a computer, so it is really a novelty tech. Yeah, item. that's like a top of the line uh, iPhone with spec'd out. On, it's crazy on like space and storage how do you feel about this this take motorola's take on a foldable smartphone design i think it's pretty cool uh, i gotta say it looks cool i don't know you know if it's going to be very popular i think it will be popular just off the you know initial like oh cool like wow this is something new this is some but it's something old factor but i don't know the how long like are we going to see a gen 2 of this i'm not sure right sure 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 how do you think this compares with the galaxy fold like fold is more of a horizontally folding device more like a book this is a vertically well, folding well i, I phone. do like that that aspect i think is kind of, i personally think is kind of interesting and kind of a, like we need the folding phones things is not here to stay yet like it's definitely you know like we're right on like the cusp we're, of like you know, we're before the iPhone was released, right? If the we're iPhone, in beta. yeah, exactly. If when the iPhone was out, that's what launched smartphones. We're not to that yet, I don't think. Unless maybe this is the one that does it, because it looks like it's at least going to be a more rugged and more durable fold, and not going to possibly have the issues of that Samsung had. I personally think this is a really smart implementation of a folding design. I think for me, this is more usable than the Galaxy Fold. Although Linus from Linus Tech Tips says he loves the uh, the Galaxy Fold and that's been huge for him for productivity. But moving I, on. Yeah. Moving on to um, this is some 16 inch quick news. This is this is a bigger not, display. Not, not, not the biggest news. Only 16 inch big. 16 inches of news. Gabe, what happened? What is 16 inches? What is everyone Whoa, super okay, excited that about? That was a little no. That, okay, that's, that's, I'm sorry. Let's get off that track. Uh, but yeah, we did see the MacBook Pro 16 inch come out. This is kind of old news by now. It's been out for about a week and a half, and it's made me very upset because I just got a new MacBook Pro 15 inch last year. Uh, paid about 3,200 dollars for it, and now for that same price, I can get the same size computer that has a 16 inch display because it has smaller bezels has double the storage capacity has double the ram better processor and better uh graphics card so and the big feature a better no hold keyboard. on no i'm still mad at apple don't go on praising it i'm just mad at apple right now no it's apple so much- send me this new computer or else i will never forgive you well, until you release a new product that i buy think about it Gabe. You. you could do an unboxing video those go yeah. viral. Yeah, um, there's but no one else who's unboxing this. I would say the big feature for me is actually the improved keyboard. So Apple had a problem with their butterfly switches on their previous MacBook Pros uh, starting in 2016 through 2018. If you get a small, tiny bit of dust or debris in there, 
the key would stop working. The travel was so low, uh, the key would hit that dust. Well, I would just or, say that they just the butterfly keyboards in general were just bad from the beginning. They, they just broke. I mean, I have it right now. It's so little travel. You get used to it in the sense that you also you you'd get used to you know if you couldn't use one of your legs, um, but it's. You know, it's not a good experience. So now they basically combine the old keyboard kind of with the new keyboard. Well, and it's a cross between gives you a little more travel, uh, probably hopefully more durable, not going to have that issue. And yeah, it feels better. It's the same keyboard on uh, that they use for their magic keyboard, which is used for their IMAX. Yeah. So so that that kind of feel and the escape key is back um, and this can good. go up to eight terabytes of storage, which is crazy. That is uh, pretty insane, and it and I don't I don't know why you would need that, but it is nice to see that they actually cut down the cost of the storage. It used to be so expensive to add more solid state storage to these uh, MacBook Pros. Now it's not quite as much. I think you can get four terabytes for. Do you know how much it that takes to add on? I do not know off the top of my head. It's under a thousand. I want to say like it's. It's surprisingly not. It used to be like if you went to go add a terabyte of storage or two terabytes, it'd be like two thousand dollars. It would. Let me just quickly. It was kind of ridiculous. So if if you're adding, uh, jumping up from one terabyte to two terabytes, that's four hundred bucks. And if you're jumping up from one terabyte to four terabytes, that's a thousand dollars. See, but that's that's like literally half the price it used to be. So that's really incredible that they finally did this. You know, I wish that they had done it a year earlier or I had waited a year to upgrade, but it is what it is. You know, I still, my computer's still good. It's perfectly fine. It's just now it makes me want to chuck it in the trash and uh, get the new one. Right, exactly. I think if you're a creator, uh, this, this is the best laptop Apple is making right now. Yeah, uh, which makes sense that you pre-ordered it, right? I, I did not pre-order it. I am what? actually, I'm getting an iMac as my upgrade. Uh, I think the price to performance ratio is slightly better for desktop computers because you're getting a proper graphics card in there as opposed to mobile optimized stuff. Uh, but if you're we'll see. We'll if you're see. someone we'll who works see. on the go, the new MacBook Pro is, is a really great product from Apple. Hey, I think was that the start of a wrap? Boom. If you're someone who works on the go, get the new MacBook Pro. It's like a anyways. Moving on. Last thing for quick news, quick news, quick news, quick news is Google Stadia. Google you know, Stadia. we are big gamers. We're huge gamers. Uh, you uh, can, check us out on Twitch. We're on Twitch now. Constantly, <laughs> we're live streaming. As we're recording this, we're actually live streaming gaming on... Oh, oh, oh come on. Get that jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double bonus. Shoot that. Bonus XP. Yes. Double uh, level up. Yeah. Woo. All right. Uh, Touchdown. Here we go. Um, so Google Stadia, it's here. I actually pre-ordered the Founders Edition. Yeah, you're, you're right in on the le ground level for this. I, the reason I did is because it comes with a Chromecast Ultra, which is basically... It's a good deal, anyways. It's a great deal. It streams 4K content. Um, some, I, th I think to summarize the general uh, press per uh, perception of this from, I want to say, more pro gamers who are reviewing it is it's not worth it. Okay, we don't care about the press. What it was has your experience been? I actually really like it because yeah. for 130 bucks. I basically got back into couch gaming, which is a casual, relaxed way to just have some fun, playing some games, sitting on the couch. Um, and I think my internet, uh, it's fast. You need fast internet for this. And it worked. I didn't notice too much of an input lag. Again, not a hardcore gamer here. I am just casual. And hold on, wait. Just to, can you re-summarize, summarize, there we go, summarize. That's actually when you're in the summer. 
and you're summarizing your summer. Summarize. Sure. This okay. wasn't out in the summer, but now that yeah. it is here in the now fall. Summarize the pricing and like what people have to pay to use this. To get into Stadia, I think you can actually create an account for free and then you can play on your computer. If you want to play on your phone or on your TV, that's where you're going to need a Stadia controller. I believe these are selling for $80, $79 for a controller. And then uh, that will hook up to a compatible phone. Right now, it is limited to Pixel 2 uh, through Pixel 4. And you have a wired connection via USB-C. If you want to play on your TV, that's where you need this specially designed Chromecast Ultra. And what I thought was interesting is Google actually added an Ethernet port in the power brick of this Chromecast Ultra so you can get that wired connection faster for faster internet, internet and improved latency. Um, but yeah, for me, this well, what, is, what's the subscription though? If they, that's the what sub, I want to so, get. Yeah, yeah. So basically it's free again to make that account. You do have to pay per game and it's typical game pricing about $60 per game. Yep. If you go with the pro subscription, which I believe is $10 per month and it's included, uh, I got three months for free so I can kind of try it out. This improves the stream quality up to 4K. Uh, you get some special pro discounts on games. And I I think those are the big ones. It's the improved stream quality. Do you get any, any included games with that for free? I got two included games for free. And the one I picked up was the Destiny 2 bundle. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I think this is... I haven't play, I played it. I watched you play some last night and like looked at the interface. I think what this definitely needs is some time. You know... Even with regular game consoles, they say the best time to buy them is like two years after their release because that's when they have the most number of games for them. You know, the all the software is sorted out and everything. So I think probably a year or so after this, after Google Stadia comes out, will be when it starts really getting good because you have more games on the platform. You know, hopefully I'm I'm really like would be really enticing for me is if for that ten dollar fee you'd got some like what you know like Xbox uh, Game Pass does or the EA Pass does where you get games included for free each month. You know, that would be really cool if like, oh, this month I can play, uh, you know, um, whatever game that is that's out, you know, Assassin's Creed, even if it's not the newest game, like even if it's like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, you know, a couple years ago that I'm able to play. Hey, that's at least something new. Uh, if I'm paying $15 a month, maybe even that would be cool. So, yeah, I think for gamers this is definitely like don't get this if you're a hardcore gamer <laughs> get it if you're someone like me but you technically you're using a better processor and everything I, I guess it's true than... like i'm offloading for those of you who don't know stadia is like netflix for gaming you are streaming the game which is being played on a high-powered specially designed system in a google server it's powering the game running the instance of the game and then you're streaming that to your tv um, and for me, it worked well. It's cool to get back into the casual gaming atmosphere and uh, to play some, like I've never played Destiny 2, but I got into that. Um, but if you're a pro gamer, like consoles are absolutely the way to go. Gaming PCs are the way to go. Um, this isn't really for you and that's okay. Though we did see the cool thing coming potentially uh, if you're into streaming and stuff that you'll be able to let people jump right into the game where you are, play alongside you, you know, in your video, they can go click on the link play from that part in the game where you were playing so potentially some really cool interactivity is coming with this i don't think it's available now not available now i think you'll also be able to hand off gameplay to a friend yep, exactly say you're stuck at a, a challenging part in a level for you you can have your friend jump in beat that portion and then you can get right back in and continue playing um and enjoy the rest of the the campaign of the game but like kind of like what i said though it's way to wait a year or so and this it's, will really get it's, good it's in beta basically um 
I think a great way. Founders uh, edition is beta testers. So The Verge's Sean Hollister says, it's effectively a beta that Google is charging real money for. It's true. It's not there yet, but I'm excited. And I think this is a really cool push in the gaming industry. Yeah. Well, that's it for quick news. Uh, Before we get into Black Friday, you know, which is all about consumerism and stuff, why don't we go to not sponsored, oh, well, Thanksgiving edition of not sponsored. Sure. Yeah. And talk about what we're thankful for you know this is if people don't know not sponsored is our take and our time to give you uh advice tell you about a brand we're liking tell you about a tip really just it's our unsolicited advice but it's not brought to you by anyone else else other than ourselves so it's not sponsored we have no sponsors on the podcast not funded yet so this is these are products we believe we use and we're we're just taking the time to recommend to you in a quick format. So I think I went first last time. Do you want to? Yeah, you, you I, can, I can I can go first. I'm pretty sure I'm ready. Yeah. So get the shot clock up. Thirty seconds on the clock, like a regular ad. Ready, uh, set, go. Uh, this episode of not sponsored. I want to say that the Pinch to Zoom podcast is not sponsored by FaceTime and uh, what Skype's still around, Google Hangouts, basically any way of easy communication. You know, in today's world, we're constantly communicated, constantly connected. But this time of the year around Thanksgiving, take the time to really use those. You know, FaceTime one of your friends from a while ago that you haven't talked to in a while. Call your grandma up on the FaceTime, see him face to face, and really get that close to human connection in today's and world. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Yeah. Are you going to, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, no. <laughs> I, I think my, I don't know, it's hard. My grandfather, I usually FaceTime yeah. him about once a year, and it's great. It's I mean, a good so, time of year. Sometimes now. I get yeah. like a close up of his ear as it's like <laughs> thinks it's on a phone call, and then it's yeah. like, oh, you, hold the phone in front of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's it, always good. I know we had a friend who was in Argentina always for the winter. So we would, uh, you know, her like mutual friends would come over and we'd call her around Thanksgiving. Uh, because yeah she's you know miles and miles away and it was always pretty amazing to see like that's halfway around the world vertical ways you know and we can just talk face to face basically it, it is pretty special yeah it's amazing what technology does it always divides us but it can also brings us together beautiful all right uh 30 seconds on the clock here are you ready three two one go this episode of the pitch to zoom podcast is not sponsored by the morning brew the Morning Brew is a email newsletter that covers everything from technology to the world of business uh, to even they just announced a new politics newsletter, if you're interested in that. Uh, their description is a daily email newsletter covering the latest news from Wall Street to Silicon Valley. It's informative, witty, and everything you need to start your day. I really enjoy the newsletter because of its comedy, it's entertaining, and it's informative, and it's a great way to start your morning. Good job. Perfectly timed. Yours sound frequently like they are actually ads, so I'm going to have to... Can I get a look at your email account? Because, hold on, wait, what is it? From the Morning Brew sponsorship opportunity? What the heck? Oh, oh my God, I need to archive that. Oh, my gosh, I knew it. You're selling... How much money are you making behind my back on this (laughs) podcast? I thought this we were doing it for free just for the fun. You're raking in the cash? Uh, No. This just sounds like traditional Black Friday... I do really enjoy uh, the morning brew, um, and if you're interested in in a you know way to stay informed, I like their their writing is very informative. And frequently in college, I would open my phone, read the morning brew first thing uh, before even getting out of bed. So it was it was a good way to start my morning. I like the morning who the mor- what who yeah what? The morning who like Horton here's a who oh. you go find one of those 
uh, little cities of Whoville, right? So just a little speck of dust that actually has a city on it. Uh, and you find one of those and then ask them what the news is. And then it's just... Well, yeah, it's only they... See, they have a really small perspective on it because they really only think the world is their thing. So it's it's not very helpful, but it at least makes you think about, are we just on one of those little specks of dust floating around? Uh, There's an intergalactic news station somewhere. They yeah. tune into the human Earth channels, and it's just like, oh, this boring old stuff again. They're like, wow, they think they're the, you know, the the ish, and they're just this tiny little dust. So, Gabe, I think it's time to move on to Black Friday and, yeah. and the deals. What are we picking up? Do you have any advice for our listeners? Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Like, hey, you should actually save up for Black Friday. This is the time of year to upgrade your studio, upgrade your equipment, upgrade your life. I'm holding my breath. I was ready to talk five minutes ago, and you just kept going off that intro. Uh, I will say, let's just cleanse our souls before Black Friday. It's a very uh, consumeristic time. You know, half the time I have to stop and be like, okay, this is like, it. it you know, it gets kind of gross this time of year sometimes. You know, you see the just vast amount of consumption uh, that's going on, so do take a time to think about what you actually need and not just, oh, this is a good deal. You know, I need to get it. Like, because a good deal isn't a good deal unless it's something that you're actually going to use that's actually going to make your life better or, you know, that you're going to give as a gift to someone and is actually going to, you know, bring joy or happiness to them. New York Times bestseller Greg McCohen wrote a book called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Yep. You may consider uh, taking the time to time taking to think the about time to buy that, so. <laughs> buy that, get it on a deal. Uh, but really think about what is going to add value to your life and what is essential before you head and into this. And that is everything that you can freaking get on sale, man, because it's Black Friday. <laughs> cashback, cashback, get yeah. the rewards. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for, first off, let's talk about what we not necessarily what we're getting, but like what we would get, like potentially if we didn't already have it, uh, what we would be buying or what are good deals that we've seen. Because by now, actually, uh, if you don't know companies, they, you know, they don't just put stuff on sale the day and you're like, oh, surprise. Well, they, sometimes they do that. But usually they're releasing flyers and advertisements in the week's advance uh, of this sale uh, because they're hyping it up and getting everyone excited about what they have on sale. So Stetson, What's on the top of your list? So the top of my list, I love uh, smart home accessories. So I've actually got some Philips Hue lights. These, I love the morning routine. They just gradually fade on in the morning. Um, and I also some like Google smart home speakers. Everything smart home and smart speaker related typically goes on a pretty huge sale on Black Friday. And uh, this is a great way to improve the lighting of your room and and uh, get some good music vibing out in different areas of your home. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, smart home stuff we've mentioned several times is one of the highest margin items that are really available at like a traditional in a traditional tech space. So this is where you're going to see a lot of the biggest sales, especially since uh, it's also an area that is under fierce competition. So you know, Amazon, Google, Apple are all really competing to get into this area as well as Philips, you know, Facebook and all those other ones. So they're going to be willing to, you know, potentially not make a lot of money on the product if it means they're getting you into their ecosystem of smart home it's products. all about that ecosystem. Gabe, what's what's on the top of your list? Well, I did also have that. So that was that's good. But I would also mention Amazon uh, does some really good deals on their, uh, you know, their Echoes. Um, and their, their line is expanding so fast. Now they also have Wi-Fi stuff with Eros. They have the Nest. No, they don't have Nest. They have Ring. It's true. Yeah, the smart um, doorbell. But so I, you know, I was just going to add that like Wi-Fi stuff, you know, for example, mesh routers are good. 
But I think the top thing, if I have to go to something else, uh, would actually be the GoPro 8 bundle that I'm seeing. You know, I just picked up the GoPro 8, which as you remember, came out literally only a month ago uh, for $400. They're having a bundle at Target, Best Buy, I think Walmart, maybe even B&H, mainly your, your like mainstream retailers. That's going for $349, right? Which already, that's $50 savings. Just on the GoPro itself. Yeah, but this bundle is including a little short tripod, a head mount, um, a S micro SD card, I think it's 32 gig, and an extra battery. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, that's so this, huge. Is, this is usually a $450 bundle that's going for $350, you know, and if you get, you know, a store credit card, like a Best Buy credit card, or you have a credit card that has, you know, 5% bonus cash back on one of those like Targets or Walmarts during this time of year, you're saving even more money. So, well, you're not really saving it. I don't like to think as cash back as saving because then you never you're spend you, you're spending to save money, which isn't that's work that not, way. That's not a good mindset. So, but either way, yeah, three hundred fifty dollars for a GoPro. You know, I would. It's perfectly priced at four hundred, but the chance to get a bundle and the GoPro eight at you know three fifty is incredible. If you don't want to still spend that much money, uh, look out for the DJI Osmo Action, which is definitely an inferior action camera, but still it's decent. They're going to have that for two eighty at B and H, and the GoPro seven, which is Still an incredible action camera, despite the GoPro 8 being out, uh, will be probably for 300 or less. That, it's true. Those are, those are great deals. The one thing I'll also say is now is typically a great time to get a smartphone deal. I recently saw really? Google's Pixel 4. Again, a brand new smartphone just came out, already on sale, $200 off, starting at just $599. Now, with, with these, are these ones that are going to require you to sign up places or what? So what's amazing about Google Pixel, it ships unlocked. So this deal is available to everyone. It's through it, Google. It's through Google, through the okay. Google store. It's just $200 off. But they do also have through wireless carriers around this time of year. They have some pretty good deals like, you know, $300 off sign up yeah, or add a line stuff. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're going to have compelling deals for both switching to their network. And if you have an old phone and you do a trade-in program, you typically get some really good financing options. Uh, and, and the way that works is you get credit applied to your account over time. And that's an incentive for you to stick with that particular carrier. Uh, but again, if you're happy with your service, you could potentially trade in your phone, upgrade, and get some savings out of it. So check check those out if you're interested in a new smartphone. Yeah, just and just because I did mention it, talking about credit cards, um, you know, the best credit cards for technology purchases. Just want a quick a quick tangent. Personally, I think the Best Buy credit card is actually the best. It gives you 5% cash back at Best Buy. So if you purchase a lot of stuff from Best Buy, that's really good. It also gives you financing options, which I'm personally not a fan of financing stuff. I think you should always try to buy it up front. Don't get yourself in any more debt than you need to be. However, the drawback here uh, is that it only works at Best Buy with the, you know, the cash back, that bonus of 5%. And you can only apply the cash back as rewards to Best Buy rather than you know, redeeming it off your current balance mm, that's as tough. actual cash back. I would and the fact that you have to pay it using the uh, Citibank portal in the Best Buy app or in their online thing, which is just awful. Oh, God. Uh, then the next one is probably the Apple Card, right? If you're buying tech from Apple, the Apple Card 3% cash back. I just got 3% cash back on my iMac purchase. Yeah. That was amazing. And, um, you know, what's cool is on Black Friday, Apple, they don't do discounts, but they'll include Apple Store gift cards with your purchase. Last which is year, nice, but it's. I mean, last year, I think we saw uh, $50 if you were getting an iPhone. Um, and up to $200, I think, for their MacBook MacBooks, computers. Yeah. So 
Um, and then I think the this could be even second or third or first even potentially is the Amazon Prime gift card. I think it's through Chase. And you've probably seen it before if you buy on Amazon, like, oh, sign up for the Amazon Prime credit card now, get $60 off your purchase. So this one actually gives you 5% back on all Amazon purchases. So if you buy a lot through Amazon, which pretty much everyone does, unfortunately, it's, I try to avoid it, but you all, everyone makes a couple purchases here now. Uh, so this is a potentially good one. If you have a big purchase coming up, sign up uh, for the Amazon Prime one. Oh, I also forgot the Best Buy one. On your first purchase, it gives you 10% back. So that's pretty, if you have but, a big purchase, that yeah. could be good. Um, I will also mention B&H, they are located in New York. And if you purchase from outside of New York, it's often a tax-free purchase. For me, that tax is like six over 6% in Massachusetts. So that's already just a pretty huge savings on a ta on like tax added onto an item. And then they support Apple Pay, so I can get 2% back with the Apple Card. So uh, something to keep in mind, an Apple Card gives you daily cash, so I get that cash back instantly the next day. Uh, no hassle like the Best Buy card for deals. Uh, but yeah, Amazon with that 5% is also really good too. Yeah, so just, I mean, a lot of people spend a lot of money at this time of year, so it's good to at least, you know, you know, try to also not spend as much potentially, but if you're going to have to spend it for gifts anyways, at least be getting some cash back, you know, and optimize that. Not spending will save you more than spending and getting that's, cash that's back. That's the thing. They try to trick you into thinking, oh, but I'm getting cash back. That's so great. But it's like, hold on a second. I'm also spending $1,000 that I didn't need to spend. All right. What what else are you buying uh, using these cards? Okay. So this is actually, this is on the top of my list and it's something I actually am probably buying. Um, it's pretty much this has been consistently the only thing I buy year after year on Black Friday, and that's DVDs and Blu-rays. Whoa, wow, I'm surprised. I did right? not see that coming from a tech guy, yeah. tech enthusiast, and someone who doesn't even game. Like, well, this is the light, this is the hack here, okay? Is that most Blu-rays nowadays come with a digital copy. So, oh. if you if you go onto, you know, uh, any other time of the year, if you go into the iTunes store or something, I know you can stream like half the movies that are out there anyways. But if you have a movie that's like your favorite movie and you like you never know when it's going to get removed from a streaming service or it's not available and yeah, you want to get that movie so you can watch it year round no matter what, that's usually going to cost you like $15 at least. If you get a 4K version, it's like $20, $25 potentially. And it's the same thing if you buy a digital or a Blu-ray or digital copy, doesn't matter. This time of year, you can actually get DVDs and Blu-rays that are down to like $4.99 sometimes you know, 4K versions for like, I think I picked up one last year of uh, Avengers Infinity War for I think it was $12.99 or something like that with that's a 4K Blu-ray disc with a digital copy. Where where are the digital copies going? Like how, how do you access those? Um, I think most of them are for, through Vudu, I think it is. Is that what it is? I don't I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the there's, movie. There's this one um, streaming service that's that's kind of an aggregate of all of the, I you know, it's iTunes, it's all these different ones and it brings them together so you can claim it in one but then it also you can download it in itunes you can download it in amazon movies like it kind of whatever account you sign in it shows that you've redeemed that one which is good because it's like if you down if you buy a digital copy in itunes you should also get a digital copy in you know windows whatever what movies do you have your eye on uh this time, this um, time what here? what are ones hold on let me go let me open up my best buy app keep talking for a second okay sure i can i guess for me uh as something similar is socks Every year, socks go on sale, undeniably. Okay, that's too boring. Let's, always, go back I, to, let's go back to my movies. Uh, you know you want, you know you need socks, listeners. You do need socks, I'll say that. But the ones I'm looking at, uh, Captain Marvel, personally, that's going to be on sale at Best Buy. The Avengers great. Endgame, 
Um, there's Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Shazam, the Bumblebee movie. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Those are just some of the ones I saw on sale at Best Buy. I know Target also has deals on them, Walmart, Amazon as well. And the same goes actually for video games too. They get some pretty steep discounts this time of year. Well, I'm, I'm also curious, what what do you play these Blu-rays on? Do you have a... I've literally never played the Blu-rays, okay? Oh. I, 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 have, I have a confession. What? Okay, so Gabe, I basically am buying it just for the digital copy, but it's kind of cool though to have at least, you know, a collection of like, this is my DVD library right that's that's pretty cool i like to ha- have it to put on a shelf right of all the cool it is does the digital copy stream in 4k hdr do you get that it depends what version you buy if you buy like the 4k blu-ray version yeah you get a 4k hdr stream wow if you buy just a regular blu-ray one you just get a regular you know 1080p. so it's almost like two for one because you get the digital you exactly get the physical. right it's uh, honestly they shouldn't sell dvds that don't come with it and it's more and more we see every dvd or blu-ray selling with a digital copy Sure. So sure. What's you were gonna say socks, I think. Well, I mean it's true. I'm Bombas socks. They Is it Bombas do- or Bombas? Bombas. Bombas. Bombas socks. Bombas. Bombas. Yeah, no. They Bombas. donate one pair of socks for every pair you buy. They're definitely gonna go on sale. I wear toe shoes. Little weird confession coming out on the podcast. Ooh, yeah, we just uh, lost. so I buy toe oh, there socks. There goes all our listeners. They oh come back, come back. <laughs> I promise we're gonna switch tech anyway. Um that's that's something I, I purchase. This year I also really focus on gear for my YouTube channel. I love figuring out what I can purchase to imp- improve the production quality. And my my guidelines for purchasing things are items I'm going to use frequently, items are going to last a long time, and items that are typically expensive and now have a reasonable discount on them. So last year I got an incredible deal on a tripod. This year I'm actually looking at potentially getting aperture lights, the Lightstorm 120D2, um, possibly a new tripod, and uh <laughs> aperture is supposed to be coming out with the rc lights but they're not here yeah, those, so. are, those are with my a7s3 um yeah i think that's a good deal uh to check out is you know the camera gear stuff like that you don't really get a lot of deals on cameras that are too sweet like it depends it's really pick and choose like it's you know if the one you have your eyes on there's a good chance it won't be on that one the big deal will be on a different camera like the 5d mark IV. i know is a big deal this time of year so I, I will say with the upcoming Winter Olympics and the future releases of cameras right around the corner, some of the older models are getting some pretty serious discounts. Well, current models, but like they're going to be older yeah. soon and they've been out for a while, I should say. Uh, so if you're looking again, get into to filming the camera industry. Um, now's now's a great time. Yeah, kind of along that vein. Uh, one thing I saw I'm not going to buy because I already have it is the DJI Mavic 2 Pro. You know, we just saw this go up to $1,729, which... Thank you, tariffs. Yeah, thank you, tariffs. Um, But because they're releasing the Mavic 2 or Mavic 3, I don't know if they're going to call it Pro. I don't know if they're going to call it Zoom, what it's going to be. But the Mavic 3 is coming around the corner in January. We're actually seeing, uh, I think Best Buy, B&H, a couple other stores are going to be offering the Mavic 2 Pro for $1,379, which is actually a little less than it originally was. So... Uh, that's tough though like the original compared to what it originally was versus but it doesn't matter like the current price is now $1,729 if you're going to buy it so you know I think this is if you've been looking at getting the Mavic 2 Pro this is a good well I don't know because I would say you could also hold out wait till the 3 comes out the get 3 it. Would, it would probably, probably drop the price yeah. of the Mavic 2 anyways or you can get the 3 
However, if you need it, you know, if you're going on a trip for over the Christmas holiday and you want to get some cool footage or you have some, you know, you, you've been waiting too long to upgrade your drone and you use it for a business, then this is potentially a good deal to uh, check out. You know, I will say that like the wintertime may not be the best time to, to get buy a drone. drones. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends where you live, I guess. It's true. Right? It's true. But I mean, that's a good deal. I love my Mavic 2 Zoom and I know you have the, the 2 Pro. And yep. They're phenomenal drones. You, like, they really are. It doesn't matter if you have the Zoom or the Pro. Uh, it's the same drone overall, and they handle and fly incredibly well, well built. Do you have anything else on your list of good deals or stuff that you're looking at? Uh, I'm also looking to get uh, a new lav mic, potentially, again, just trying to upgrade my, my setup and make my production workflow easier. Um, but I mean, that's, yeah, and that's even really though it. and even though we're saying hold on, I just want to clarify this though. We're saying Black Friday. We really mean kind of the whole season starting Honestly, they it's start. They start, it's already starting now this I've weekend gotten, before Thanksgiving. I've gotten emails already with yeah. upcoming deals, like what's going to be going live on Black Friday. Yeah, but um, they yeah. we oftentimes will see better deals actually after Black Friday, potentially Cyber Monday, or even in the weeks leading up to uh, the holiday time, you know, Christmas and stuff like that. So one more thing I had on my list though was Beats the Beats Totally Wireless Pro versions. I think the I saw those already on sale. They were already on sale. So they were originally released for $250. We already saw them at one point drop to $200, but now they're back to $200 for Black Friday, which is only slightly more than the AirPods wireless charging case uh, versions. So those are actually or AirPods 2 wireless charging case version. Those are actually dropped now even down further. So yeah, they're cheaper than the AirPod Pros, at least. And these are definitely more geared for if you're working out uh, because they're more water resistant. They're, you know, hold better in your ears and longer battery life, etc. And they look pretty cool. I guess a couple other things I had. Uh, I'm thinking of getting blue light glasses because I realized my screen time is like 10 hours a day. Which brand? Uh, I was looking at Felix Grey. Okay, yeah, that's the ones that are pretty much claimed to that market space. Uh, and I think Movement also has some, but... MVMT, or yeah, whatever, MVMT yeah. movement, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's really it. There's also uh, if you're a YouTuber, there's a site called Motion VFX. They make plugins for Final Cut Pro every year. Their motion effects go on sale. Last year, picked up like five different effects. Really made a huge impact in my in my channel and the things I could do with my video. So I might see. What yeah, they you'll have going see on that too. they discount a lot of like software and stuff like that pretty steeply because essentially there's no real overhead on the like once they once they write the code for that other than doing like routine updates there's not much for them to like you know if you're manufacturing a product you actually have cost there's not much cost for them otherwise so they can put some pretty steep discounts to get you to use their stuff uh do you have any closing remarks or advice for our listeners on, on maybe what they should look for uh or yeah i guess advice for trying to save money while not getting too much crap you don't need um or what to look for this black friday i would say definitely make a list that's probably the biggest thing you know have your list of stuff you really want like or really like all right i need to get this for my uh my girlfriend my boyfriend i need to get this for my parents I need to get this for my siblings or grandmothers whatever gifts you need to get have those lists maybe then have a list of stuff for yourself that you're looking at um, that's like improvement stuff for your life for your hobby or whatever and then have the list of like all right if there's a really good deal on this i'll get and then pretty much just stick to that don't go to impulsive buys and you know we're talking about shopping most of this is online you don't really need to go into the uh 
stores anymore. I will say, however, it is important to shop local. And oftentimes, you know, there's this big push for Plaid Friday, shopping local and small business Saturday from American Express. So even if you're, you know, spending a lot of money online, you know, and you can always get better deals there. If you're in a small town, small area, remember to support your, support your, you know, small businesses because that's how you get, you know, the money staying locally and how they are around. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to be only online shopping. You're not going to have that option to actually go into a store. Those, those are great tips, Gabe. And I think you said it best. Turn off your computer, make a list <laughs> of what you need before any of the deals influence you, and then look for those items on sale on Black Friday. And I think that will help you get the items that are most essential to your needs, uh, as opposed to making those impulse decisions. Falling prey to their marketing. It's, oh my God. It's, you walk it's, you walk, you walk out with like a huge cart. What did I even, what, what's happening? At uh, the same time, it's appalling. Two days deals later, your all... Amazon box shows up the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> Loaded with You're like, what? I thought I was just going to order that one tripod. Oh yeah, it was just two things. And well, then this was on and sale. Then that and, was, and then uh, this. Uh, I saved so much money, it basically paid for itself. Yeah, like, right. Like this, this might as well be free. I got the same amount of cash back as I was going to get for buying as i was going to pay for that original product but i also spent six times that amount so oh yeah well that is going to wrap up this episode best of luck to everyone on this black friday i hope you also have a good thanksgiving as well wherever you're traveling safe travels uh you know don't get into too many arguments with your family but it can't really be avoided i guess enjoy the good food enjoy the good company share this podcast with them and yeah share this podcast think about what you're uh not sponsored thankful for yeah <laughs> yeah you're doing your you're doing your what are you thankful for around the table and you're like um i thankful i just want to say it's not sponsored by anyone <laughs> and um yeah i think that's that's gonna be it you can find us on social media at pinch to zoom pod on twitter at pinch to zoom podcast on instagram and you can send us your questions, pinch to zoom podcast at gmail.com. Yep, uh, that's pretty much it. So like we said, happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday, happy... Is there any more release dates for stuff coming up? No. We'll we'll find out, I'm sure. In the, A7S3? In the maybe, maybe. Maybe uh, not. Wishful. All right, I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Stop recording, but I realize we need to have something after. I'm feeling a little jittery after the two cups of coffee I had this yeah. morning. But that I was will, me yesterday. I feel like I was the most alert for this podcast episode. Wait, we just recorded a podcast episode. Oh my god, Dave, you were sleeping? <laughs> Sleep talked through the whole thing. And it was the best one yet.